Well, today is Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. And y'all have done the right thing to give God the first part of that day. It's um, Groundhog Day. And I guess the little critter came out and saw a shadow, somebody told me. So eight more weeks, they said, a winter. Who, who knows? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I, 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 hope, I hope your team wins. Not everybody's team can. And um, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of good believers that are going to be playing today. And I pray that they do exceptional today so that a camera and a microphone will get in their face so they will give glory to God today. That would be a, that'd be a cool thing. Amen. And um, one other thing about today. Today is nationally the Sanctity of Life Day. And this is a day where we stand for life. Um, there was a, I think, an ill-advised decision made by our Supreme Court. How dare me say so, huh? Uh, 41 years ago called Roe v. Wade. And since that time, 55 million babies have been aborted in our country. I did a little reading this week. 55 million would empty the six Great Lakes states. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, 55 million people right there. It's the equivalent of just wiping out all those people. So what, what do we do about this? Because this is from the highest court in our land, um, you know, legal. There have been great uh, legislative strides in the last few years concerning this. And I'm grateful and encouraged by that. Um, what do we do? I've got a little formula for you. P-V-V-P, okay? And here's what it is. First P is pray. Everybody say pray. pray. The first V is vote. vote. Second V is voice. voice. Lift, lift your voice. Let your voice be. Talk, talk about it. Talk to people. Pray, vote, voice. And the last one is a P, pray some more. Amen. Pray some more. And, um, you know, this is happening on our watch. It's not our decision, but it's happening on our watch. And the Church of the Living God needs to pray. We need to vote. We need to voice. And we need to pray some more. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you ready to get into the Word today? Y'all ready to get into the Word today? All right. All right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. It's going to help you. We're in a series called Guidance. I'm going to, uh, to teach on that today and next week. And then we're going to start a new series two weeks from today called Home Remedies, okay? And that's not about, you know, something you fix up in the kitchen to put on a rash or something. It's going to be how to get some help for your family and your home. And uh, God has much to say about that. And guidance today, Proverbs fourteen twelve, And it reads, there's a way that seems right. Everybody say, uh-oh. That seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And we've all made some seems right decisions, ended up being the wrong decision. We need help. We need guidance. And um, God is a God who guides. Hear me. God is a God who guides. And we're continuing to look at how he guides. He's a God who's intent on being present with his people. Um, I've shared with you and I believe with all my heart, I think the highest levels of joy, peace, and confidence come in your life when you know that God will guide me. When you have that expectation that no matter what's going on, God, God will guide me. 
and, and then when you experience God's guidance, you know what I'm talking about, that, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not without help. There's God who sees all, knows all, can do all. And he is actively involved and present in my life. He will help me so that no matter what is going on, positive, negative, big, little, uh, difficult, tough, easy, whatever, just to know that there is an answer, that there is a path, that God knows that and God will show it if I'll cooperate with him. That you, say me, you, yeah, you can, can and should expect that God will guide you. And you know what that will take out of your life? Panic. But we're good at panicking. Come on, how many of you know some people are really good at panicking? Oh my God, my keys, my phone. You know, when we just, we just come, come undone. And um, that was nobody in particular, okay? So, so if that was a spot-on impersonation of you or somebody... Anyway, um, back to this, uh, but we don't, we don't have to panic. You don't have to panic. No matter what comes, it's like, wow, you don't have to panic in that. You might feel it, but here's, here's, here's the awesome thing. I can expect God will guide me. There's a path. There's an answer. God will help me in this. Amen. Let's look at some ways that God guides us. And, uh, I'll just briefly share some of these. First of all, through his word. He uses his word. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light into my path. Um, this is God's revealed will to us. And it is through his word that he makes us wise and he will show us things. This is where we get our principles. This is where we get our worldview. It's a biblical worldview. God will show us what gives us life and what takes life away through his word and through his commandments. And so it's a good thing. God will use his word uh, to guide us. Secondly, God will use his spirit to guide us. Romans eight fourteen says that the children of God are led by the spirit of God. I'm so thankful that the spirit of God would lead us. And as he leads us, guess what? He's the third person of the Trinity. He's the agent of action. He knows the mind of God. He reveals the will of God to his people. And he's always going to work in conjunction with the word because these three, these three bear witness in heaven, the father, the word, and the spirit. And these three are one. So guess what? They're, the, the three are one and the one are three. And the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. And God always quotes himself. So the Holy Spirit is always going to work in conjunction with the word. And then today what I want to look at is God uses not only his word, not only his spirit, but God also uses his people. God will use people in your life. And in particular today, I want to look at and see how God will use people to provide godly counsel. Everybody say that. Godly counsel counsel so that we could get some direction in life. God will actually use some people to do that. Now let's get some uh, scripture on this. In Proverbs eleven fourteen. it says where there is no counsel. Okay. I'm going to stop right there on that word so that we can fill this out a little bit. In the Hebrew, that word counsel means guidance. Everybody say guidance. That's what this series is. Where there is no counsel, no guidance, good advice, or to direct behavior. Where that's not present, look what happens. The people fall. The people fall. In the Hebrew, it has a, a dual meaning there. It means either you fall or someone casts you down, makes you fall. And so 
If you don't have guidance in your life, you either of yourself are going to fall or something or someone is going to help you to fall. So guess what we need? Godly counsel. Let's keep reading. Where there is no no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there's safety, there's help, there's rescue, there's victory. In Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel. Now watch this carefully. Pay attention to all the words. Where, uh, without counsel, plans. Notice that. Plans go awry. And, and a little more word study here. The plans go awry. It means to break up, fail, or come to nothing. And I think there's been some great plans that people have had, but they didn't have counsel to go with it, and it came to nothing. So you've got to have godly counsel. But in the multitude of counselors, they, those plans, are established. In Proverbs uh, 20, verse 18, plans, there it is again. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. Now leave that verse up just for a second there. The first word, plans, everybody say plans. Last word, war, everybody say war. So I don't care if you're working on something or something's working on you. Plans or war. We need counsel. We need godly counsel in our life. It's one of the ways that God will guide us. One other verse, Proverbs 24, verse 6. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. There it is again. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. So in the book of wisdom, Proverbs, right in the middle of God's book, his word, we find a very clear case that you and I are going to need in our life godly counsel. So God's going to use people in our life. And let me, let me just say that God will use people that have some natural knowledge and natural experience. He'll use people like that to help you in certain areas of your life. But if those people are not connected to God, and I'm not putting them down at all, but if they're not connected to God's word and God's spirit, they might be good friends and keep them. And they might be fun to be around and smart and everything else. But listen, if they don't share the same values and direction as you do, then you can't let them guide your life. They can tell you a good place to get tires and where the best donuts are. And, uh, you know, can I help you with that thing in your hair? You know, they, they could do stuff like that. But when it comes to real life decisions, you've got to have somebody that's connected to God's word and God's spirit. Because they're not sure, think about this in a, in a biblical worldview, think of it in a spiritual sense here. They're not sure where they're going, and they don't know where you're going. So how can they tell you on these life issues where to go? And I'm not saying kick them out of your life, but you've got to limit what their influence would be. Because these are real, real important things, and you can't get information, the information that you would need, the right information, if it's not connected with God's word and God's spirit. Do you understand that? Now, um, let me just real quick regarding people that you hang out with, companions. I believe that every believer should have a number of unbelievers as good friends. I do. I do. You're in the world to be salt and light. You're not in the world to create a little holy huddle. And have your own little secret language. Secret hairdos and secret, secret everything else. We're God's people. We're his remnant. Read the, read the book right. 
and realize that you're the light of the world and you're salt and light and you'll be living and showing people the life of God in you. What you have to limit is their influence in your life, the proximity to your heart at times. Proverbs, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 even tells us that bad company corrupts good character. And I don't know how many times I've seen it happen where somebody got off track, and I'll tell you what it was, is who they're hanging out with. So you've got to be careful that if they're having too much influence on you, you've got to just like <laughs> love you and all that. And you are a blast, but I'm getting messed up here. And you've you got to love your life and your path enough to sometimes create that distance. Just thought I'd throw that one in. Now, since God uses people, he's going to use other people. And ideally, we want, we want people that are connected to and spirit. Y'all are really weak. Did y'all get breakfast? Did everybody get breakfast? Some of y'all had too much breakfast. Okay. Um, If God's going to use other people, and he will. How many of you, come on, how many of you, God has used somebody in your life life before? And uh, sometimes you didn't even invite the council, but they gave it to you. That means they either love you a lot, or they're your mom or dad. (laughs) Or your wife. So, if God uses other people, here's what we've got to be careful of, is that we don't isolate ourselves. Don't isolate yourself. It's, it's very important that you don't be acting all strong. And I got it. I got it. I'm good. You know, don't be acting that way. And then don't, don't be living in shame or embarrassment and then hide yourself. You've, you're going to have to get in with the family of God. Get in with the family of God. That's where you're going to find. You know, if, if you're looking for reference books in, in the library, you don't need to be over by the comic books. Okay. So you're going to have to get in to the reference section. You're going to have to get in with the family of God so that you can find the godly counsel that you're going to need. And you can't isolate yourself. Lone Ranger Christianity just does not work. And, and the Proverbs even tells us in Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgments. It means it's foolish for you to isolate yourself. So you've got to get in with the family of God. So... Um, I talk about this a lot. This is big and you better get it. And I hope that you can get it to the point where you can almost just say it with me. Okay. Because this is part of our culture. These are truths. If you're going to grow spiritually and you must grow spiritually. Um, spiritual is always first. And if you're growing spiritually, I'm going to promise you every other area and relationship of your life will improve. But you've got to be growing spiritually first. Can I get a yes or an okay or all right, a Yahoo or Google, something on that. Okay. All right. That I'm with you on that. Uh, so we've got to grow spiritually. Well, there's three settings that you have to get into if you're going to grow spiritually. First of all, you've got to be all alone. Everybody say all alone. You've got to be all alone with God. Get, have some quality time all alone with God. And, and don't miss this. Something happens there that cannot, will not happen in any other setting. You've got to. It's a must. You must have time alone with God. Secondly, you've got to have time all together. Say all together. And that's what we're doing right now. We come all together. But I'm talking about don't isolate yourself. Did you know it's possible to still stay anonymous in a crowd like this? You can kind of come in and put on your church face and blend in with some other people. Praise the Lord. You know, and just come in and and blend in or whatever. You can stay kind of anonymous and isolate yourself even in the middle of a whole bunch of people. But listen, you still need this setting because I'm going to tell you something happens in this setting that cannot, will not happen in any other setting. 
And there's another, and I didn't purposely plan this, but I mean, it just comes together. And I, I believe it's the, the guidance of God for real. Uh, we're launching small groups today, but there's another setting all alone, all together. There's another setting called together. Everybody say together and together means you got to get up close with some people that are on the same journey as you. You've heard us say life change happens in the context of relationships. You got to get out of rows and get into some circles. You got to get up close with some people that you can say to them, people that share your same values, same direction, be able to say to them, can you help me out on this? Can I run something by you? And that's going to be one of the benefits that you would find in a, in a small group, you know, for example, and that'd be a wonderful place to just, you know, you're going through something in your life that you can just say, could I run something by y'all? Could I get some godly counsel? And, and, and God would lead you to somebody. And I'm telling you what, there's, there's some answers just that close to it. But it could also come not just in a group. And I do encourage you to get in a group. But beyond that, you know, Christian friends, pastors, ministers, um, counselors, different people that you can get godly counsel from. But you cannot isolate yourself. They're going to help you to get clarity and to specify what God's word, God's will, God's direction is for your life. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times in my Christian walk where somebody said, could I ask you something? And they're dealing with something. And immediately I'll know a verse that I can either quote or take them to or paraphrase. And they're, they're dealing with this. And I'll say, well, you know, the Bible says here and here, thus and thus. And they go, I, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. And see, once they hear that God had something to say about it, it's settled. Yes. Oh, all right then. Bank Robin's out. Okay. <laughs> the other thing it does, it protects you. Said in a multitude of counsel, there's safety. It protects you. And, and I hope this not being you or never will be you, but there's, there's a lot of fraud and schemes and swindlers out there. And there's so many people and sometimes some precious senior adults, they get email or a call or whatever, and they, this is too good to be true. And I got, I got to make this happen. And they, their, their bank account gets just drained. And always the question asked them is, why didn't you ask somebody? Why didn't you ask somebody? And sometimes we're just embarrassed or we're, I, I don't know what it is. And the enemy would love to just isolate you and don't allow yourself to be isolated. There's, there's safety to have people around you that you could say, hey, I got this call the other day. I want to know what you thought about it. Because they said, if I do this, I get $10 million out of Nigeria. <laughs> Serious, there's stuff out there like this. And, or... Maybe you're making emotional decisions and you're, you know, part of the time you're questioning yourself. Get with somebody who cares enough to tell you the truth and say, hey, I'm thinking, of, thinking about this or whatever. And they go, no, no. You, have you seen that V8 commercial where the lady would just bonk you on the head? Because, you know, I, I think we should be able to do that with each other. What are you thinking? You know, we, we need to do that sometime. But um, bad decisions or entering a bad relationship. You know, said, no, 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 no. You do not want to marry that person. Yeah, but she's so beautiful. Yeah, but her other 22 husbands said that too. So don't isolate yourself. Make sure, make sure that the, that where you would get godly counsel, that people are connected to light, that they're connected to God's word and God's spirit, or otherwise you're going to have more of those seems right direction. You don't want that. 
The Bible tells us in Proverbs 12, 5, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the, the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. Psalm 1, verse 1 says, blessed is the man, watch this carefully, who walks not, means he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You're not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. It's just people that are not connected. I didn't say they were bad and you should push them out of your life. You just need to make sure I'm not getting my counsel from them. I've got to get godly counsel that's connected to God's word and God's spirit. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You need to make sure that people you get uh, godly counsel from have a, a good track record. A good history. You, you don't want to, um, you know, a, co- a, a team, if they're trying to uh, hire a coach, they want somebody, a winning coach. But you don't, you don't want somebody, we're not after perfection here, but we're after, there may be a few scars, but we want a lot of trophies too. You want somebody with some wisdom and with some experience. You know, if you see this little couple and they're happy as can be, and they've been married three and a half weeks, and you're struggling in your marriage... And you're married 40 years. Don't go ask them. Y'all, are, y'all just seem so happy. Could you help us? No, they can't. They're busy. Okay? So, so what are y'all laughing about? So you've got, listen, they've got to have some experience. Are y'all here? And some wisdom. And it's okay if somebody has some scars in their life, just so they don't have a thousand of the same scar. You know, you want to make sure that people are learning and growing because then they can comfort you with the comfort they themselves have been comforted with by God. Somebody say amen. Amen. People that you get godly counsel from, you need to make sure they care about you, care about you enough to tell you the truth and to tell you the truth in the right way. Make sure they have some qualifications and fruit in your life. It, it, it wouldn't be bad if there are people that, see if you remember this, that are high school football. Happy, come on, happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. What are you trying to be? Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. So we need to find some people that are happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. I didn't say perfect but happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed that you can get some information from, you can get some godly counsel from. Uh, some qualification and fruit to their life. In Acts chapter 3, it says, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. They're responsible also. You've got to have some people that have some goods in your life, and in that way, you're going to be able to get some good godly counsel. And, and people that are smarter than you, Remember, if you're the smartest one in your group, it's time to get a new group, okay? And so you've got to have people and God will lead you to people in your life and people that know God and people that have some power when they pray. You don't want somebody to pray some stale old prayer over you. You need, you need to know that they know how to get a hold of God. That they know God when they, when they pray. You want that, that kind of person. Sometimes maybe to find out God, they can say, hey, could you pray with me? And, and kind of get a feel of that too. The counsel that they would bring into your life. And let me just encourage you with this too. Stay away from the freaky, weird edges of religion. Don't go out there to get your guidance. Okay, and there's people still 
call themselves under the name of Jesus and Christianity and so forth. But listen, you do not have to be bizarre and do bizarre things to be led by a holy God who wants to lead you in a bright path. Okay. So just throw that in. And God will lead you. God will help you. God, I need godly counsel. And, and a lot of times they're nearby. Really, they're nearby. And God will lead you and God will make connections. And sometimes you may connect with a person and say, listen, um, I, I need to get some godly counsel from you. And that, that kind of structures them a little bit to be ready. Okay, I, I'm listening. I, I want to hear God. I want to hear you. I want to make a connection. Sometimes, and this happens so often, um, I need some godly counsel. And they, they'll pray with you and share what they know. And they say, you know what, though? I've got a friend. Or I know this person I think really could speak into your life well. And it's all going to happen through relationships. Listen, blessings come through relationships. Again, that's why you cannot afford to be isolated. And then ultimately, we've got to realize this, that at the end of the day, it's really not about you anyway. And so, yes, I pray that you get godly counsel and that you won't fall, but that both your plans and your war will be one. And God will help you with counsel, with your plans and with your war. The things you're, you're wanting to work on and the things that are working against you, God will help you in those things. But I believe ultimately what God wants to do is he wants to use you. Amen. He wants to use you. And some of you say, man, I'm a mess right now. Well, keep working and keep getting godly counsel. and Keep letting God guide you through that. And then one day you're going to be able to help somebody else. And that's what God wants to do. God specializes in success stories and he, and he wants to do that in and through your life. And so that's why we've got to keep growing. We've got to keep learning. We've got to keep walking in the light so that God can use you to help somebody else. One last thing this morning too: pay attention to, uh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. God is the God who guides and he uses his word. He uses his spirit. He uses his people. And one other thing we want to look at this morning, we're going to look at some more next week. God uses his peace, peace. Everybody say peace. You got to pay attention to peace, pay attention to peace. You can get all the godly counsel you want, but then guess what? You've got to make a decision. I've done it. You've done it. You got all the counsel and then you go, okay, I'm going to do this. And you got no peace. Where do you feel peace? I'm watching all of you. It's like right here. I saw one guy. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was teasing. Well, we kind of feel it in here. Pay attention to peace. Because you can get counsel, you can get advice, and then you realize, okay, I've got to make a decision now. And sometimes I will try on a decision. I'll try it on. Okay, we're going to do this. And just act like that's what we're going to do. And sometimes it's like, we're not going to do that. And you've got to pay attention to peace. You've got to let peace rule. In Colossians 3.15, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. Rule. Everybody say rule. It means to be an umpire, to decide, and to determine. You've got to let peace on the inside. Listen to me. Peace is God's signature. Peace is God's signature. That's how you know he's signing off on yeah, this is the, the decisions because you, you've got peace. And sometimes you have godly counsel. I don't know if I do that or this or that. And then when you get down to it, ultimately you're going to get it from God. And you realize, you know what? But what I have peace. I've weighed all this. But what I do, I have peace about doing this. Do you still miss it sometimes? Absolutely. 
We all do, but we continue to grow and learn in this. And God is a God who guides. He will use his word. He will use his spirit. He will use his people. He will use peace. Romans tells us that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and the spirit of God leads the children of God. And if the spirit of God would bear witness with our spirit, something happening inside, he'll bear witness with our spirit concerning the most important thing that you're a child of God. He can do that about all the plans or wars that would be in your life. And God will give you peace concerning those things. Listen to me. We have a God who guides, a God who guides. You can expect, you should expect that God will guide you. But you got to cooperate with him. Be in his word. Be led by his spirit. Uh, Seek out godly counsel. Pay attention to peace. And understand this. God is at work. God wants to get you at the right place. God wants you to show up the right destination. He wants to get you your timing to be proper. If you want to be led, God is trying to lead you. Last night, and I'll just tell you this real quick. May not mean much to you, but it was like, wow, wow for me. We had a big day, family day yesterday, all kinds of, my daughter's birthday. And then we had a bunch of people over for a thing and all that. And I'd studied and, and then I went to bed last night and, uh, I went and slept in one of the, uh, my son, Josh, he's moved to Nashville now. And I went and took his room so I could just be in quiet away from everybody else. I, I prayed, I went on off to sleep. And then late at night, I hear my son, Gabriel, his room is next door. I could hear sports center. It's like really late. All of a sudden, I'm just aware of that. I hear dogs barking, you know, and it's like dogs calling to each other. What you doing? (laughs) Not much. It's like, and then I hear owls. So I'm like perturbed. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? And then this thought entered my mind so clear. You did not set your alarm. Folks, I've been doing this for a long time. I always set my alarm. I don't ever remember not setting my alarm. And I get up really early on, on Sunday. And, and the Lord was just saying, you didn't set your alarm. Well, wouldn't he have woke you up? In, just stay out of my business, okay? But, <laughs> but listen, I, I believe God stirred some critters and ESPN. He said, because... Son, I got to get you to church on time. And I want you ready. And I just took it. I said, this is amazing because I'm, you know, just finished studying all of this. And this, he's a God who guides. And he'll help you. He'll help you to get there and and get this. And he's also going to make sure ultimately that you'll get to the place where you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's a God who guides. You get anything at all out of this today?